Are you ready to question everything you know about money and success? I set out to build a healthy relationship with money, but along the way, realized that no money issue is actually about money. Join me as I break down my old beliefs and learn what's really true. I'm Noe Kalfa, and this is the 90 Day Money Challenge. It's day 69 of my 90-day money challenge where I'm questioning everything I know about money, work, success, and abundance, and today's belief is really at the root of so much of the experience of being an entrepreneur. It's the fear, I'm a failure. So let's take a look here. The place that this came up for me is in launching a new event, and it's been a couple days and I haven't had the thing max out in participants yet. And so the thought, oh no, it's gonna be a failure, I'm a failure, comes up. And this thought has come up just so many times in the past, and each time I've gone in and looked at, okay, I'm feeling scared, that's what's happening here, and there's something deeper inside that wants to emerge. So let's find out what that is today. So looking at this event, I'm a failure, is it true? And whatever you can bring to mind, I want you to bring to mind a specific moment where you felt like you were a failure. Is it true? Well, where I go into is, oh no, it hasn't been a resounding success yet. I must be a failure, it's because nobody likes me, it's because I'm not popular enough, which is like a really old story there. So yes, I'm a failure. And then the next question asks us to go a little bit deeper and really sit with it and look. Is it, can you absolutely know that it's true that you're a failure? And so as I sat with it and sat with it, I felt, okay, here's me, here I am, sitting here. Here's this event. Now, am I a failure? And I saw that the difference between this idea for a thing that I created and me. And I thought, oh, am I a failure? And this was the first time that I really saw the difference between me and the thing. I think so often I identify with the thing that I create and then I put all of my attention and stock into that and my worth, my value into that thing when actually here I am the whole time totally free to do anything that I want to and yet I'm just waiting, kind of frozen, looking at this thing, waiting for something to happen outside of myself when actually I have all the material and time in the world to work on other things or focus on other things. And so that was the first time it clicked for me uh, in, in this really deep way, just how separate I am from the things that I create. So no, I can't absolutely know that it's true that I'm a failure. In fact, I'm not a failure. That was really clear. Even if an idea fails, right? Okay, but let's go into all of the nitty-gritty 
all of the unconscious world of believing I'm a failure, all of the, the weightiness of that. So question number three of the work of Byron Katie is, is uh, how do you react when you believe the thought, I'm a failure? How do I react? What happens? So the first thing I notice is that there's an extreme stress and a panic response. Oh no, I need to do something more. And that I need to do something more. That's the nugget that I saw today so clearly is that when I have that fear thought, I'm a failure, I then attach onto the thing and I start to push, All right? That's not everybody's response. People respond in different ways, but notice what is your response when you feel, oh, I'm a failure. Is it maybe to give everything up, right? Because that's one of my next responses once I start I go into this stress response, into the panic, into the rushing and the pushing, and that quick, I need to do more. And and I feel like my ego is at stake and I don't want to let go. And then I'm 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 in this like running cycle where now I'm I'm trying to do more marketing and more reaching out and just this sort of endless uh pushing. And then if that doesn't work, then I crash, right? And some people go right into the crash. And this is all really loud to me this time, especially because I've made a really clear commitment to the universe to live an easy world where everything is easy, where I'm not pushing and rushing and stressing and hustling. That's no longer the life that I want to live. I've done that for at least six years now, and I'm complete with this life where I feel like I constantly need to work harder. I've pushed that to the limit. I've realized that working hard is a great value, but working harder is a recipe for living in a torturous hell cycle. So I am no longer interested in working harder but I am interested in working fully and passionately. Um, And so seeing that my commitment to living in easy world is really the opposite of this panic mode, I've been able to see that, um, that this this whole construct of I need to do more because if I don't, then I'm a failure is really full of holes. And what I started to see actually, and this is an insight, it's not something I'm believing when I, or something that's happening when I'm believing the thought, the insight was that what I should really do is set a limit to the amount of effort that I put into any one project. Because what I really like to do is juggle lots of projects at once so that I have lots of different revenue streams, so that I have different Um, ways that I'm expressing my genius because I'm sort of a generalist. I'm not a a specialist. I don't just like to play violin, but I like to dabble in all the instruments. And so what I haven't yet done though is really set a clear limit whenever I start a project, how much energy and effort I'm going to put in and when I know to stop that project. So in this case, it would be like, how much marketing do I want to put into this event before I say, okay, I'm done. And whatever happens, nobody signs up. Some people sign up, it gets maxed out. That 
it doesn't matter anymore. Once I hit that limit, I'm done and I'm moving on to the next thing. And that is a really healthy way to go about doing business and juggling lots of different projects at once. So let's go back in to what happens when I believe the thought, when I'm in the stress, when I'm believing I'm a failure. So images from the past is I see so many times that this thought has come up and so many times that I felt the panic and the fear and that I'm, it makes me worried when I go into the future that, oh no, this is just going to keep happening. I'm never going to be, uh, you know, um, max, maxed out, absolute, total success which is sort of the the thing that I see out there in the world is the image, at least, of, of mad success. And so I better give up everything now because that's just never going to happen. Right? That's where I go to. So I actually give up when I believe I'm a failure. So I go to, I, I fail myself when I believe that I'm a failure. And I actually just heard... Um, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger giving a speech and talking about how much failure is required for anybody to get to where they are, including himself and just how much he failed. And he said, the success is that you fail and you get back up. And right here, my reaction to the, the belief that I am a failure is that I don't get back up. And that is a failure, which we'll explore in the turnaround. My thinking is a failure. Okay, but let's go back in. So finally, how do I treat other people when I'm believing that I'm a failure? Well, I either see people as they've got it figured out and they're a success and they've never failed and they, they don't have to go through what I've been through or they're in my way, get out of my way, I have things to do, I'm busy or I need something from them to then make me more of a success. Give me your money, give me your attention, whatever it is. So I'm not treating people like actual humans. And myself, I'm also treating myself really badly here where I am just beating myself up for being stupid, for not trying hard enough, for not working hard enough. And then I go into all the I need to work harder cycle and I'm pushing and I'm stressing. And then I'm, I'm putting off other projects that are more important, frankly, than this project. In my mind, right, all that's happening. The pressure is on the... The ego is really strong and really attached here. I'm a failure. It's like ego death to, to not fight to the bitter end. All right, so let's see what happens if we remove that whole thing, that whole story that I'm a failure, that whole possibility of being a failure, right? Same thing, right? So I look and I see it's been a couple days since I posted this event and uh, there hasn't been a resounding success and free of the belief I'm a failure, what happens? Who am I? What am I? So first thing I notice is that the insight of seeing all the projects that I'm actually working on and seeing that this is just one of them that I've turned my attention to and then got kind of absorbed in, that insight I see here, when I'm free of the thought that I'm a failure, 
I see, okay, here's this one project. Here's how it's doing. I'm able to monitor. I'm getting the feedback. Okay, here's what worked. Here's what didn't work. Right? And then I also see, okay, it's been two days. It's okay for me to wait a little bit longer to tell. And what I would also see is if this succeeds, great. If this fails, that's great because it means I tried something. It means I put something out there, which is already good marketing. It means that I am able to get feedback about how the marketing worked so that next time I can refine the messaging, refine the distribution method, and so on. And I'd be happy that I tried something. This is me free of the belief. And then that whole realization kind of cracked ground to a deeper platform, which is that all of the projects that I'm doing are things that I love to be doing. And so whenever I have an idea, it's something I'm putting into the world where I think, ooh, this has been really helpful for me, or this has been really helpful for clients of mine, or this has been really helpful for other people, and I'm going to put it out there. And if people want it, great. If they don't want it, great. But I am just doing things that I really believe in and would have a great time doing. And that's what I'm doing anyway. Whether or not this event happens or whether or not this event uh, has a small turnout or a large turnout, that whether I do it or not, I'm doing, I'm going to be working on things that I love to work on. And that it has nothing to do with me in the end. Uh, that like whether I get to do work that I love has nothing to do with whether this event succeeds or fails numerically. And in that is a great amount of joy that what I have figured out in my life is how to live doing work that I really love. And let's turn that into one of the the first turnarounds here, which is I'm a success, which is that I have figured out how to do work that I really love and to make a living doing that. That's Amazing. That's a ginormous success. And little tiny successes here, right? In this event, I broke through some of my own fears of reaching out to certain people or certain groups, right? That was a big deal for me to see, oh, I have a bigger reach than I thought. And then I also created the event. I went from idea to publishing in record time. It probably took me a couple hours to go, you know, over the course of a couple days from going from the idea to the launching uh, was in record time, which to me is a huge success because it means that I don't have to spend very much time in the creating, you know, the copy and the videos and the, the content and all that stuff that I actually am really nimble now. And that it's taken me a long time and a lot of grueling, you know, system setups and, you know, lots of writing and all of this kind of uh, figuring out of how to publish things. Uh, Just so much of that, that it's gotten me to a place where I can publish something and not really care about whether it succeeds or fails. I can publish something without attachment. And that is a huge success moment for me. All right. Another 
example of how it's true that I'm a success here is that it brought me this great insight that I need to limit the amount of effort that I put into each project because I will burn out otherwise and I have burned out many times because I just go way too hard into a whole bunch of different projects and it's like it's like the 20% of my effort has 80% of the results the pareto principle that when I start cramming into that last 20% where I'm giving now 80% of my effort and I'm getting only 20% of the results out that's the zone where I start to go into burnout and stress. And so if I can just do 20% of the effort and receive 80% of the results, that's the zone that I want to live in for each of the projects that I'm in, where I'm really in inspiration mode as much of the time as possible. I'm in that zone of genius, as Gay Hendricks calls it, as much of the time as possible. All right, so that insight is a big success because I'm seeing now how I can do that. I'm understanding how I can actually live in that zone without attachment, right? So another turnaround, I'm not a failure. So on the one hand, if I look at the reality of my situation right now, as far as I'm doing, I'm doing great. I'm not a failure at all in business. Uh, In fact, business has never been better. And that's actually part of what inspired me to go out on a limb and try something that I've never tried before. So I'm not a failure, actually. And then this event is separate from me. It has nothing to do with me being a failure. So I'm not a failure, whatever happens here. right? And then finally, um, I'm not, it's not that I'm a failure. It's that I'm enthusiastic and that I got attached to the outcome. That's the, the part that we're breaking down here is I had that familiar moment of putting my worth in whether or not people showed up, which is really going way back into grade school and putting my worth over whether people showed up to my birthday party or whether people in class, you know, whether I'm a popular person to the people in class or how many friends I have, things like that, that frankly don't really matter to me anymore because I am surrounded by the people who I really care about and love. And so am I a failure because I got attached for a moment in this old familiar way? No, that's just a a mental pattern here. And that's what we're here questioning. All right, and finally, let's go into that deeper. My thinking is a failure. So the attachment is the thing that's actually the failure because it causes me stress, because it causes me then to give up and then become a failure. So my thinking is the pathway to failure. And another way that my thinking is the failure is that when I put, when I'm really worried about and constantly checking, ooh, did people sign up? Did people sign up? I'm putting all of my attention eggs into one basket. Instead of putting this event out there, doing the marketing that I need to be doing, and then turning my attention on to the next thing. And without worrying about whether that uh, ends up being a big success or not, that I'm really going back into myself. It's kind of like looping out into the thing, looping back into myself, and then moving on with what is the most important thing for me to be focused on. 
And so a final example of how my, my thinking is the failure here is that to tie my worth and my value in to the event is an inaccurate to reality assessment. So if I think, oh, if people, if not enough people show up, that it has something to do with me, that it's a negative reflection on me, that's an inaccurate view of reality because nothing has changed over here. It's simply not true that there's anything, uh, that anything different has happened to me. So it's my thinking that's the failure. My thinking is holding this belief, I'm a failure. Without the thinking, there's no such concept as a failure. There simply is, here's what happened. People showed up. Some people showed up. Nobody showed up. And that's just what happened, which gives me the feedback to then make more informed decisions and so on. Okay, so this one can be really charged. I mean, obviously, because we're talking about the thought, I'm a failure. But I challenge you to really go in and and if you feel afraid to go there, to question this, to sit with it because it's so uncomfortable, go there and, and sit there. And you could imagine that I'm sitting there next to you doing it as well because that's exactly what I've done. And, uh, and this one will take many repetitions, right? And it's one of those that will slowly leave us the more we see through it, right? Each insight, like seeing that I have way too many projects to actually care whether one is the ultimate success or not, that insight is a really great thing for my whole future because it means that I'm no longer attaching. I thought my brain has already started to let go of the attaching, 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 because I just see that it's not practical. It's not, it's not a way that I can live. So good work. Keep doing this work. It's so powerful. And I'll see you tomorrow. You've been listening to the 90 day money challenge. All episodes are available in video form with me, Noe Kalfa, waving my arms and wearing spiffy new outfits every day. You can access these videos and join the conversation by following at Noe Kalfa on Instagram. This podcast is a production of Worth the Journey with editing help from Simone Sanz and art by Malcolm Rene Ribot. Worth the Journey is the business and marketing agency I created where you can find everything you need to launch and grow your heart-centered business from virtual assistants to business coaching to website and graphic design. Our team is seriously amazing. You've got to check us out at worththejourney.com. Thanks for listening. See you tomorrow.